0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Castilla Corner. We are back for the new season and um, it has already started. The problems for the viewers have also already started. And um, we've got a few things to talk about. And uh, I am joined as usual by Rhythm. How are you, Rhythm? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I mean, you had a one Castilla Corner podcast with Sam while I was uh, two you know, taking
1: two with him. You really... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I... lying to you.
0: <laughs> okay. I guess I, yeah. uh, that makes, that explains. Uh, yeah. Because I didn't, well, I need to, <laughs> I need to, to pick it up now, but now, now it's uh, back to normal. Just a little break. Problem was didn't really happen too much Around Castilla this summer, it was a kind of weird thing, and we we will have to discuss it uh, a little bit. You will have to tell me then what's already been been talked through a lot. But um, yeah, should we start with the game maybe, um and then we can go on to we can go on to uh, for example, talking about the team and um, I I, I would, but even before the game, I just wanna. I, I guess it's fair to mention anyway that for another time, the Castilla um, uh, the rights to show Castilla, they have moved. it's f e f TV and uh, yeah, Ridium, it wasn't the perfect start for them,
1: yeah, it really wasn't. um they were like it showed that they were streaming the game. but when you like tried to watch it, it just i don't I don't think it would appear. was that the problem? And then when it did appear, it was like 30 minutes after the game had already started. So many people who wanted to watch, they couldn't watch it. And many people who tried to, like, you know, start watching it at the the time the game started, I think they just gave up and didn't watch it because they thought the FEF TV just wouldn't work for them anyway, so... Was, I mean when
0: i pressed the game initially it showed just a random team i think it was cultural Leonesa walking off the bus in a just very random place definitely not alfredo stefano and uh, mm-hmm. you know i i actually couldn't really watch it i, I was planning on watching it on in, in replay but i still can't get to it it's it's just very weird and um, it brings back the memories of uh, if i'm not getting this wrong because before in sports, which was the previous one, there was footers, and yes, footers I that was also terrible, terrible. I <laughs> it's been a while now, so I don't really remember all the problems. I just remember a lot of problems. So, I hope there's not going to be the same with FEF TV.
1: Yeah, I kind of I was kind of, you know, I I didn't think about this until two days before the game. Uh, I mean, I was thinking you know it's going to be a good season i'm going to buy a subscription again and then i realized are they actually showing the game mm-hmm. this time or or is it going to be someone else so yeah. i checked and it was something else and i was really sad because InSports actually did a really good job i you rarely problems with it i mean i mean yeah.
0: you can tell on how good a product it is the you know, the the amount of complaining and if there is so little that you know we almost complain you know
1: never It means that it was actually delivered very well. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes there were like there were a few bugs, obviously, but it's like that that can be forgiven. Like if if you as as long as it showed the whole game, as as long as you have the replay for that after after the game's done, I think that's all you need. But if if you don't even show the game, that's a bit that's a bit weird. Yeah, so (laughs) then no one will watch. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you know what listeners can get from this is that you will not get a an in detail report of the game here um we have watched the highlights like i guess some of you will have done as well um but there's still a lot of interesting points around castilla and uh, around the lineup and everything so um yeah let's get into it 2-2 draw against uh, melia mm-hmm. um i'm always so bad at remembering Opponents and uh, you know whether Melilla is a good team or not, but uh, do we know anything about them apart from you know
1: when it comes to their quality? I think they finished the season mid table last season. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just confirm that for you, real quick. So, I think they were around 10th or 11th, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, because they were not in our group, right? They were in the the opposite. Were group, they I not? I think they were in our group. Let's check. If they were, then it's a bit uh, reveal- revealing. But um,
1: I'm not sure. I I could be getting the teams wrong. Um. And... Well, anyway. <laughs> um... I don't Let's even not... see them in any group, so that's not that's not. Too
0: <laughs> <good>. <laughs> maybe they were, yeah, they existed out of um, of nothing then. but uh still two 2 draw. um and um we can go through the lineup maybe because um the lineup, Tanyesares in goal, Vinicius Tobias, mm-hmm. Carrillo, Marvel and Obrador uh, in the back line with Edgar and Manuel Angel in central midfield Gonzalo to the right Palacios to the left Nico Pass just behind Alvaro Rodriguez um, up top so um, what do you think about this lineup
1: what do we think about uh, the quality um, yeah, yeah we I tweeted this uh, before the game started I think it was from the Manageddon account. I, th- I was really excited by the lineup I thought it was just something that I would have to watch and I just, I couldn't watch it because obviously, but yeah, it just definitely excited me. Um, I was glad to see Palacios and um and Anker in the lineup. I was glad to see Gonzalo Garcia in the lineup. This uh, is the fact that they are being included right from the get go. It just says how good they are because you've lost so many good players in the, in the summer. You haven't signed anyone, which we will probably get to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just, it's refreshing to see at least like these names that you just know they have to be around in the in the in the Castilla group. Manolillo has been a really good player for um and as well as Spain under nineteen. It's, it's the same with the uh, Palacios. Gonzalo Garcia is also really good. Who was again a really good performer from what I've seen uh, in the first game. So yeah, I was really excited. I was excited to see Nico Pass play the uh, I think it was the Aribas role. I'm not sure if it was. I don't know if he started as a winger or as a central attacking midfielder, but yeah. Regardless, I was really excited for it.
0: Yeah. I mean uh, Nico Pass is gonna be so crucial this season. Uh I think you know, in Aribas' absence, he is not only the natural place replacement in terms of um position, but also just Pure quality. He is the closest to the first team. He is he is probably the the biggest talent, and um, yeah, with you know the amount of goals and assists, which uh, yeah we're left without with the Arribas uh, leaving. Um, yeah, Nico Pass is just gonna be be crucial. So uh, yeah, gonna hopefully be a big season for him. I I like it if he's gonna play as a number ten. Yeah. I would also like to see him on the right wing cutting inside. But uh seems like that could be Gonzalo's role, which, uh, which yeah. is okay, I guess.
1: Yeah. Also, I found out where Malia were last Yeah, season. I did too. I did too. yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Fourth they, uh, division team. <laughs> yeah, they good. were
0: promoted. They won their group ahead of Atletico B, actually. So, uh, um, yeah. I mean, it's... yeah.
1: I mean, it's good, but in that, but I think, I don't in know
0: that case, it's, it's a it's a team we would have expected to beat at home, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: But I also think that, yeah, it's difficult not to get into the let's we we no no need to hold it back. I guess. I mean, you mentioned it's no signings this season, and it's difficult not to get into this subject because, um, I mean, it's what to expect from the team this season I'm curious to know what what do you think um they when I look at the team I I, I like it but I I think maybe it's partly because I I have followed Ju a bit already so I know the players I think if I didn't know these guys and you know I would just know the Castilla players and then next season starts, There are no, uh, there are actually zero new signings from outside. Zero. And even for Castilla, that's quite extreme. So if I were to know no Juvenila players, I would be a bit scared knowing that, you know, we're going into the new season with kind of a weak
1: side, no? I was really surprised. Um, I really thought that with so many departures like Carlos Sautor, so uh, and Rafa Marin, you, you lose so many quality players. You lose the best players on the team. And then you replace them with no one. Like you just promote the human the, the players. I mean, they're good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manulankale is really good, as i said before. Gonzalo Garcia is really good, but I, I was really expecting I think one center back signing at least, and at least one midfielder. And at least one forward. That's, I think that's a fair assessment of how things should have been, but mm. the way the things so, are is just kind of odd. So, <clears throat> here's how I look at it. I think the club,
0: maybe like the first team in a way, looks at this like um kind of a transitional season, um because when I look at all these players. I see, yes, I see a worse side than last season. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, there is, there is no question. But I also see a side that probably, it's probably a bit too early for them. They are probably a bit too young. But in one year, if they have one more season of experience in this uh, division, I think it's going to look really good. I think Gonzalo, with one more year, could be a top player in this division. Obviously, Nico Pass, he should... Get close to that already with Manuel Angel for sure, Obrador, Vinicius Tobias, um, Marvel. I mean, there are good, very good players here. Um, They are, it's it's probably just a bit too early for them. And um, assume, you know, when it just, if we just acknowledge the situation we have, I mean, we either give those players the chance and reap the benefits by getting them you know, to a higher level, but at the same time getting worse results, or the opposite. We bring in more experienced players, get worse results, but also worse development of these players. I guess it's sensible for what's pretty much an academy team to, yeah, to make this a solution. And it's gonna mean that we probably don't have the greatest season, but we will have better players at the end of it. And I think going into the next season, it's gonna look really good. What do you think about this?
1: I mean, I see it. I see your point. Um I think I still think the club should have signed a few. Just for you know, I don't even know who the bench players are right now, like to be very honest. Like I know Peter is there, I know Theo is on unfortunately is there. Okay, let's but... let's
0: go, for example. I mean, the goalkeeper situation is, is pretty good. Mario De Luis would be our starting goalkeeper still. Um, yeah. I don't know his situation, but uh, Canizares started this one. Um, and then we've got Vinicius um, Tobias. Okay. Um, Jacobo is a uh, promising centre-back. We've got Peter, yeah. as you mentioned. Striker's position is pretty good. We've got Noah Lopez behind. We've got Igor Bravo. And um, yeah, I mean, there there is depth here, don't you think? Mario yeah, Martin. I, I forgot mean, to mention. I,
1: I just, I, I just think, especially the center back department. I think a signing could have done Castilla a lot of good. A center back signing. I just think Jacobo, I'm not sure how he is. I'm sure he's a talented player, but um, I think. I just think there there was a need for at least one center back signing after letting go of a defensive pillar like Rafa Maria and also Babo Ramon. Like you lose two really good centre backs and then you replace them with no one. Mm. Or Hokobo, as you said. So that I think that's a bit weird. At midfield you already had really good um talent like Manuel Lankel and uh, Palacio. So I, I don't think it's that big of a worry. Um yeah. and the attack is obviously I'm 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 fine. Like you know, as a transitional period, as you said, I if that's what the uh, Real Madrid are going for, I'm fine with it because I am excited about seeing these players. And even if they don't do well, if they are better players by the end of the season, I think that's the most important thing for Castilla right now. Uh, and next season they could really try for promotion. But I think a centre back signing should have been made. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess also, that's, that's sensible. Mm. Yeah, have you read about uh, Iker Bravo's the whole thing that happened, Iker Bravo?
0: Yeah, seems like he he arrived to preseason not in the best shape, and therefore didn't get um uh, the chance in in preseason. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good for him. I mean. Um, we have uh, discussed a lot why has he not been getting more chances despite Alvaro's um you know form going up and down I guess this could be a sign of um what's been behind going on behind the scenes again just speculating this but uh it's not a it's not a good look for a young kids to to already struggle with this kind of stuff
1: yeah I think the pressure got to him I think we discussed it when Sam was around, but um, I think that's why a striker, like, I'm not really sure about what I think about the striker position because Alvaro um, hasn't really been his best self in a few months now. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. And then you have Noel Lopez, who always works hard whenever he's on the pitch, but he's never truly a goal scorer. And mm-hmm. then you have Igor Bravo who just doesn't he who's like who's not fit, who's not um you know doing things the right way, the way they he, he should do as a as an 18 year old. Yeah. And I think that's where Gonzalo Garcia comes in, scoring yeah. two goals on his um on his first game. Well, not his first game, his first start, I guess, for Castilla. Well, is this his first? He actually started. started actually
0: yeah, actually started in the last season, just but that was just towards the end. It was very interesting how he was never brought in for Castilla until Juani last season's end. Season ended, and then suddenly he was such an important player in uh, towards the end of the season. So, yeah, he's been there, but now he's really getting yeah getting going as uh, an important player for us. And and I think this is a good point you bring up. It's a very good way to to bring him into the discussion. He he is a player who will be able to bring us goals from um from the wings, and um, I think with him with Nikopas and with Alvaro, which sh- there should be a, a decent amount of goals there. I think also if you take out Palacios and you could bring in another attacker, then you know if 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 there was goals you were looking for, Nick, uh, Noah Lopez, for example. But um, yeah, I I like Palacios, but I think um. I think uh it looks like we have goals in this team but Gonzalo could be important yeah.
1: Yeah Gonzalo I think he he can be he ha- I think he I'm really like when I first watched him play like as a substitute I wasn't quite as impressed as I should have been but then I watched some of his uh games for um to like not the whole game but like highlights and then this game and obviously the games like the playoff games when he was not even in the squad but then he like came in and he was so good already like even mm-hmm. without enough reps with castilla so i i just think uh, i'm really excited to watch him play i think he can be a really good talent and yeah, he scored same. two goals on on the first on his um on in the first game of the season and one of them was actually beautiful like yeah the whole play second goal i'm talking about um Mm -hmm. i don't know who passed the ball but um it was yeah because the first
0: goal was actually a a header which is not his uh speciality um but uh and then the second goal it was uh kind of a it was actually i will i will give the assist to alvaro cario he was uh, the one passing it from the center back position and uh, it went. I think Alvaro touched it a little bit, but it was uh, not a an important touch. And then it was just going straight into to Gonzalo. And what his main strength, I guess, is his pace and just his ability to attack the the right spaces and um, being so quick and a good finisher, um, knowing where to run. Out. Yeah, he's uh, he's a very dangerous player for the opponents.
1: Yeah, so Carrillo plays the pass. It was two. Um, I think it was uh, Palacios who dummies the ball, and then it was it goes straight to Alvaro who dummies the ball again,
0: and it goes yeah. straight
1: to uh, Garcia and he just yeah. he has a really good finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he I t- definitely agree. I think he's really good. I think he's really fast. So he works really hard. He's a good presser. I really like him. I want to see more of him. I really do. But I do. Um, uh, I would like to see him
0: on the left, though. I don't know why he's being played so much on the right. It's, uh, I mean, it's not a problem, but uh, usually the the attacking wingers cut inside to shoot under, you know, the stronger foot. I I remember thinking when watching Spain under nineteens during the summer that. uh, he becomes a little bit too much of a crossing winger, uh playing on the right, but I, I don't know. He I guess they know what they're doing with him.
1: I mean, yeah, I I mean I see your point because um since he's right for I probably would have expected him to play as a left winger, but he's always like always played as a like like you said, a crossing winger, which I'm not really sure if that's his role because he's he can provide you with goals. And I think cutting inside would definitely help him in that case. Yeah. Left-wing yeah. will. Yeah. Another
0: thing, uh, thing is that we do have the the guys to, to shift it around a bit. I mean, Nico Paz could be playing on the right, cutting in on his left from there. Gonzalo cutting in from the other flank on his right foot. And then Palacios is uh, perfectly suited to play as number 10. And um, yeah, I don't see why not. But, um, you know. I didn't. I didn't watch the game uh completely, so I don't know if this how this worked exactly. But uh, I I maybe I'm overrating a little bit the importance. But I would like to see the the shifts. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Um. So what I mean, it's like, I also didn't watch the game. I couldn't. Um, I was kind of busy today. I was planning on it, but yeah. So um, what do you think was the formation? So, Palacios. Um Manuel Angel and who was the other son of it? Uh, Edgar Puyol. Okay, Edgar Puyol. So I guess it's the 43-1 now. Edgar
0: Puyol, Manuel Angel sitting behind, and then Nico Paz is number 10. Palacios and Gonzalo Garcia on the on the wings. At least that's the ones
1: I've looked at. Um,
0: Is there a possibility I mean... of something else?
1: I mean, it could always be a, like, a, a, di- I mean, a diamond of sorts. I don't know. I mean, there could actually be
0: tons of different variations when I look at it. I mean, you could have a 4 for 2 with Nico Pass up front or Gonzalo Garcia up front. You could play Nico Pass on either flank. You could play both Nico Pass and Cesar Palacios uh, closer to, you know, deeper in central midfield. I mean, yeah, so tons of variations here. I guess uh, that's uh, an advantage, but uh, <laughs> just a uh, disadvantage Disadvantage for us trying to analyze it without having watched the game. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's kind of it's kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I hope. Um, just, I want to see Raúl. Uh, sorry, I just said I want to see Raúl as a left winger. I, I, I just want to see because <laughs> bringing Raúl yeah.
0: González as the left <laughs> winger. Yeah, that should work.
1: Yeah, man, I think a lot of our listeners would like that.
0: Yeah. Also, not the best start for Marvel. Marvel got a uh, quite a bit of attention this summer as um, Militao's injury meant that probably you know there will be some minutes for a Castilla center back to, you know, just as the fourth center back. It could be possible, I guess. Could also be possible that Ancelotti just goes with a defensive midfielder or something. But uh, not the best start for him. He actually scored a an own goal, kind of a. Weird on goal. Uh, he he just tackled it into his own net just from yeah, I rarely I, I don't think I can remember seeing such a goal.
1: Yeah, it was I don't really have that much to say about it except that it was really odd. Yeah, really odd. odd on goal. And on goals are always odd.
0: They are, but this one was especially odd. Yeah,
1: this one was very, very odd. Yeah. It's like uh, since I think you don't know, but I don't think you know my opinion on whether Marvel should be mm. um, playing from Madrid. I think Carrillo should be ahead of him. I said this on the pod uh, with Sam. I think Carrillo should be ahead of him on the pegging order if there is one for consecutive players. Um, Carrillo was, I think, once again. It was a really good passer last season. I think he had a better season than Marvel, and that's why I would have put him um ahead of Marvel if that was uh an option. Yeah, I don't really so, have I don't
0: a, I don't really have a, too much of an opinion. I mean, I for me they are quite close both of them. Uh, I think they are both quite far behind the level of uh, Rafa Marine what he showed last season. I Think most yeah. people agree on that. The advantage with Marvel is that he's left footed. So, uh, Carrillo is right footed like Rudiger is. And then, um, if Marvel is chosen, then we have two left footed center backs and two right footed center backs. So, not the biggest detail, but, um, yeah, just, uh, just something to mention. But, but I don't have a big opinion on, on who to pick as I think they are kind of equal.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're similar for sure. But I just think Carrillo is. Kind of more mature as a centre back than than Marvel is. Marvel tends to make some mistakes, but where whereas this detail of uh, about career goes unnoticed, but he's so many times he's just cleaning up the mess. Um, mm, some mm. So, sometimes it's just chaos, and career is the only one. You know, he's not the leader of the like defense. It was Rafa Marine, but he sometimes a- had to act like that because every other centre back would like if they are going up and putting pressure, someone has to stay behind, kind of like Alaba for the first team. That's what I think Cario did last season and it was really, really good. And I just think he's the he's a he's just a more mature centre back right now. I think um Marvel has a lot of highs, but I think consistently uh Cario is the better player. Mm, yeah. It's not that big of a difference between the two, but I thought it was worth mentioning.
0: Yeah. Um, I do think both of them have some uh, mistakes in them, though, unfortunately. I um, Even at Castillo's level, I've seen them lose the ball in um, dangerous situations. Um, I, I guess they are okay options as a fourth center back. I mean, it doesn't take that much. It would be Hopefully, well, with the way our injury situation is going right now, I mean, I guess they will have they will end up starting at some point, but um, not hey, just, that, yeah, but in a normal <laughs> situation, they would just play maybe a little bit in the cup of the array and uh, maybe a little substitute a few times. Most likely, they will not play at all. Apart yeah, from the, cup of the array. Yeah, I so mean,
1: I, I, I don't think they are starting caliber center backs and. Don't like, I just um from that report alone. That's why I said it. But I just I don't think they should be considered for the. I it would it wouldn't be fair for them. I think they're too young and they're too inexperienced to start from Madrid. And they're not really at that level yet. So I just, no no I mean,
0: they're so far away from that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's not even a talking point. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um.
0: Also, um. There was a couple of. Uh, at least a couple of big uh, opportunities for Castilla. We actually scored another goal. Alvaro scored a nice header from a corner kick, but the referee, the, assist, the assistant, ruled it out because he said that um, Nico Paz had you know, crossed it out of the pitch before it curled back into it again. Um, with the lack of replays at the, the Stefano, it's difficult to say whether it was right or wrong, but there was also the penalty situation for um uh, when obrador made the the tackle i don't know if you've seen the situation but to me it looked like a very very uh, you know thin foul if, if that's the word i mean he's uh, for me it looks like he hits the ball and um that it shouldn't be anywhere close to a penalty i could be wrong again the replays aren't great but did you see the situa- situation situation
1: yeah. or in that case I what do you think about haven't. it you have no, actually okay. haven't seen no. I do want to talk about this something that happened. Um yesterday. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened there, but apparently Vinicius Tobias also scored. Um no, but I know what you mean.
0: <laughs> that was the next thing I wanted to bring up because was that it Google? was a, there was not a goal. It was what happened was that it was across from the left. I think it bounced once or yeah before it went to Vinicius Tobias on the other side. And he hit it like he hit the ground first. It was a very nice technical hit. He hit it on kind of half-wally. It hit the ground, went in a very nice um, how can I say it? Like way it went over the goalkeeper. Kind of bounced over him and it hit oh. the post. It hit the post and uh, the goalkeeper
1: Saved it. So, so. okay, so I have an explanation for this. Um, okay. I got a notification from the app that I use that we scored. <laughs> I mean, and it could be
0: it could be that we got another disallowed goal, but I haven't seen that in, in
1: that case. No, I'm watching the replay right now. Uh and it was like it was saved by the goal. Ball- I hit the post and it was caught by the goalkeeper. Yeah. But from I got a notification I got two notifications. I think one for was for uh Alvaro. And then I think the other one was this, but mm. I'm assuming. And mm. I think someone tweeted that Nisstabis scored as well, so that's why I'm so confused. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, it was that Nisstabis has been very impressive in preseason. Scored a couple of goals. I guess one of one or two of them from penalty. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I I would just absolutely love if as started to turn up and show his uh, his potential. I mean, nothing would be better if he started to to show himself as a real candidate to replace Lucas, who has his contract ending in the next summer. The yeah. nightmare scenario for me is that we don't manage to get rid of Adria Sola and um, that you know he will just as he's his contract expires in 2025 incredibly. We will just stick with both him and Carvajal for another year. Would really we would really need someone to come in next summer. And I don't rule it completely out that it would be to be, to be us. I mean, a lot of things have to happen. He will have to have a big season for us to spend 10 million or whatever the new option is. But uh, I, I want to keep my belief in him. I think he has the tools to succeed, definitely.
1: Yeah, he does have the have tools. I think he's imp- like impressed quite a bit. Uh, as of now, like, um, I've read about him being really good. Uh, in the game that we didn't watch, mm-hmm. um, the games that we did, I, mean, I don't think you did. Like, I don't think you watched any uh, preseason games, but I tried to watch I it,
0: some of it. Some of it.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah Same. Some of it. So I think it was really good that to was was a starting right back for all those games. I think, and I think it's really important for him to be. Good because even for Castilla, we don't really have Alex Jimenez anymore. We don't have uh, Pablo Ramon, yeah. so he's the starting center, starting right back by default. Like yes, you don't do. Do we have a, a like a bench option for him?
0: I I think maybe David Jimenez went to Real Madrid C, but it's a bit messy still. It's a bit messy, but uh, I I think we still have him. Um, if not, then uh, I I haven't caught um. Caught the transfer. But um Alex has definitely gone. And um he wasn't playing that much anyway. But now the, the thing is, we were... Uh, Raul was choosing so many weird options last season as we were playing with three centre-backs, two wing-backs. Seems like now we will play four at the back and therefore playing Peter Federico, for example, at right-back, I, I don't think... Um, I don't think that's as likely, at least. It would be surprising. Oh, yeah. So in that case... We have quite a, you know, the amount of options, kind of yeah, much fewer options. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, that's why I thought the signing signings were necessary for this team. Mm. It's a bit mm. messy. You need yeah. you need to sign players, even for depth. You need to sign players. I don't think you have a left back. Do we do we, do, we, do you think we have a left back? Apart from if Obrador? If, yeah, apart, yeah. If if he gets injured, I hope he doesn't. But if he does, who would you play at left back? Like you I'm going to the to promote, uh, from,
0: someone from, from I'm going to the the squad, by the way, and and I forgot to mention that we brought back uh, uh, Lorenzo. He um, I think he was playing uh, quite well from round for Real Madrid C, or well, it was at a say international last season. Left back. Well, I don't. I don't see. I don't see it in the squad list, but um, yeah, maybe that's the position we need to to look at.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Obrador. I think he's a top five, top four player for this team right now. He's really good. I think I'm more excited about him than I am, but um, he's Tobias right now. not kidding. I really love Obrador. He's always impressed me. He's so good.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I agree it's I, he's always been uh, always impressive.
1: Yeah. Um but you still need a left back. You still need a backup for him if he gets injured or suspended or whatever happens if he get if he needs rest you need to play someone else. You can't just play I mean yeah. you can play Marvel there I guess but I don't think you would because you don't have Rafa Marine there. So yeah like, I, like I said, you it's would... messy
0: you would take out your starting centre-back to play him at left-back. He can't play, as you say, at, at left-back, so it would be an option, but no. I hope they have a plan. I guess they have a plan, but... Um, I mean, four days left. <laughs> I mean, maybe some options from the academy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Imagine see. they but just that's, um,
1: go... Um, like, they just announced, like, 10 signings on the 31st of August. That would be nice. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, Real Madrid are very you know they have some secrets when it comes to the academy they for example never announce uh, contract renewals or uh, they rarely announce news you know signings coming in you would have to find it out by the other club or through the instagram of the players usually that's how it goes so um who knows whether they've got something off their sleeves
1: yeah i mean usually they do usually there's a lot of changes departures and arrivals both included Mm. This season, we've just literally just seen departures, which is really, really like weird. It never yeah. usually never happens. Like, you always, ha- I think, you always see a couple of signings. Even last season, when the squad was like really good, you saw um, Noah Lopez, Icar Bravo, and I don't even know who else. Like, you saw I, signings I guess,
0: being made. Yeah, Alvaro Leyva. You know, I guess the, the thing is, maybe our squad last season was a bit too big because names like Noah Lopez and Yes, I said Alvaro Leyva and uh, yeah, just uh, Ike Bravo. So many players just sitting on the bench. I guess it could be an advantage to have a bit of a thinner squad. I I, I don't know. Maybe that's what the club is thinking. Maybe it's just coincidence. But uh, yeah, I uh, I think they they are just going for the transition season and let's see how it goes. But um. Anything else we haven't uh, covered from this um, this game from um, anything recent?
1: I, I mean, mean, we could always talk about Aribas or Boy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aribas. I've actually watched all of his minutes for Almeria so far, yeah. and um, I um, uh, I really like his role. I really like his role. He has found a perfect role for himself, playing at. Uh, a number 10 which is a kind of a more rare role than uh, than before he has found it and um problem is almeria have had a bad start to the season so if they're going to become a relegation side um could be could mean that they will change coach could mean that they will uh, yeah a lot of things could happen but uh what do you think of this uh, minutes so far so i didn't watch his
1: most recent game I only watched the first two. But from the first two games, I was really impressed by him. Like, I thought it would be, like, you know, he would get cold feet or something. Like, it was his first minutes as a starter for for La Liga team. You would probably expect him to have a slow start, but he didn't. He just scored against Real Madrid. Yeah, of <laughs> course he did. Of course he did. And within two minutes of the game as well. Like, it's, it was written, man. It was written. Yeah, like, it was. It was. Yeah, it was like, I think Arribas was really good against Bajano, uh, even though they lost. Who was their third game against? I forgot.
0: Against uh, Cadiz.
1: Okay, Cadiz. Uh, I think. And they added. were
0: losing until the ninety fifth minute when uh, they scored the equalizer. So, means that they have one point from three games instead of uh, zero. I
1: mean, it's better than nothing. So. <laughs> better than yeah, who actually have lost all of the games. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Mm. Sevilla like literally started the same way last season. That's a yeah. bit weird. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> mean, yeah. So, uh, Arribas the the problem last game was that they got a red card and he was uh, subbed out in fiftieth minute or something. But um, yeah. Um, it's not he's not dominating as much obviously as he did at uh, the Castilla level. But uh, I see a lot of positive stuff. I see um, I see the teammates trusting him. I see him making a lot of good decisions, creating some danger. And um, when he gets into it, I think he can uh, can be a good player for them. He, he already is, I guess. But uh, the, we have high hopes for him. So if he just uh, becomes a two-goals, three-assists player, we will be a bit disappointed, I guess
1: i I think he would I think he would have a good season. um I think he would score like at least seven or eight goals. um yeah, it's not that like it's not it's a lot for a player who's just come from the third division, but I think that he was is a lot better than the players that come from the third division so I think and also like the first two two of his first three games were against teams that are in the top four right now, like Waikano. Won both their games, haven't conceded mm. a single goal. Mm. Real Madrid at the top of the table, obviously three wins out of three. So it's like, you know what—that's a great yeah. point actually. Yeah, it's like I think Almeria will find themselves uh, like in a few weeks because they have they've, they've had a tough start to the to the, to the league campaign, mm. but I think they will because they've made a lot of good signings from what I saw. And their next game is against Salta Vigo and then Villarreal and then Valencia. It's not looking good for them. <laughs> no. Villarreal no. and Valencia are two decent teams. I think Valencia have started the season really well. Well, they lost their like most recent games. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I, I think if he gets eight goals or whatever you said, it's uh, you know getting close to ten goals that would be a very good achievement for uh, a team that's could be struggling, it seems. Um so we'll see. I um it's always a little bit um what can I say? You could get a little bit of a little bit of a reality check when you see a player going into the highest level and you see, oh okay, yeah. I mean I, I guess he was playing at the third level after all. But uh for Aribas I I think he could still make the, the leap. And uh yeah, let's see I it's very nice at least to have a player to, to follow. He, he's not alone um really he's because he, he was sold and everything with a uh, 50%. but uh he feel feels like he's on loan. so it's gonna be exciting to to follow him.
1: Yeah for sure for sure.
0: Yeah. um Rafa Marine, by the way, started the first uh, first game and then I think he's been benched for the last ones. So uh Antonio Blanco also has been put on the bench a little bit now La Tassa seems to be starting mm, yeah and uh he and well. is uh not in his best uh, situation still getting benched a lot not always coming off the bench I feel a bit worried for him actually it's uh it's not an ideal situation to be I get at least Rodrigo and Vinicius um they played regularly. They were key players for their teams. Henrik is not. It's just um, yeah. for everyone hoping that he will be the striker's solution for us. No, but not not immediately, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, like you can't expect him to not start for his Brazilian team and then start for Madrid. It doesn't happen. No, also,
0: be- also, it's. Uh, oh, I mean, we expect a lot if seventeen-year-old should. You know, be brilliant in the Brazilian league. But uh I would hope for him to be just a little bit better. Just a little bit better.
1: Yeah. And Carlos Othor also hasn't really played. I think he's been mm. one minute, two mm. minutes. I'm not sure. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I think it's like at the start of the season, you don't really get that much. Yeah, but, still
0: uh, very early. Still very early. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure he will get his minutes when... This time for like the Copa del Rey and then hopefully he's just like he he gets played in one game and then he performs well and then he just keeps on playing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, Rafa is also on the bench right now. By the way, he's uh, there's a game going on right now. Alvarez versus Bafet and both of them um, Blanco and Rafa and both of them are on the bench right. Exactly.
0: Now. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's hope that all of our guys get um, get improved positions um when the season um gets a bit more underway um let's also hope the Castilla get it going and that uh, they uh, prove our doubts wrong that they will uh, prove they are in fact ready let's see it will be at least I I go into the season thinking that I I I feel excitement I wasn't sure if I I was gonna feel excitement but now you know I'm not gonna have expectations for promotion but at least we will see some very good talents which uh, will be fun
1: yeah, for sure. That that's literally that, That's what I said at the start. I'm really excited to watch these players, but I just don't have that many expectations mm. of Castilla maybe, as a whole.
0: Maybe it's uh, gonna be a bit uh, like uh, necessary after all of the heartbreaks uh, last season, all of the you know the roller coaster games. Um, maybe just yeah. one more relaxing season where we'll finish. Yeah, we can take a seventh yeah. or yeah, could be nice.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, I think that's all for today. Thank you for um, the conversation, Rudian. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. And uh, as usual, thanks uh, to everyone listening. And until next time, alla
1: Madrid. Madrid. Sports Social Podcast Network.